Hey, Flyers fans, welcome to the final checking out the competition of the round robin tournament. To get ready for this game against the Tampa Bay Lightning, we spoke with Gio from Raw Charge. And since we had our conversation, both the Lightning and the Flyers have gone 2 0 0 during the round robin tourney, and they are tied for first in the Eastern Conference. So, this is a big game. We're going to see who comes out on top and who comes in second. It's going to be an exciting one. Gio gave us a lot of really good information about the Lightning. Hope you enjoy it. Go Flyers. Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Tampa Bay Lightning. We are joined by Gio from Raw Charge. How are you doing today? Doing great. I was just thinking about before we got on that um, we actually recorded a segment um, right before the pause because the Lightning and the Flyers were supposed to play that night. and then Oh my God. Uh, the game got canceled. So I think we recorded like the day before. That's right. Yeah. God, I remember so little from the before time. <laughs> the before time. <laughs> yeah, everything is just like, like, just like a weird, it feels, I think I saw the Flyers tweeted, it's been 141 days, mm-hmm. which makes it sound as long as it feels like, because like yeah. three months or whatever is kind of, I don't know, for some reason, some of the ways that people talk about the length of time we've been doing this, it doesn't feel that long. And then sometimes it feels like it's been 10 years mm-hmm. and somehow it feels like it's been like 10 years since we last yeah. played hockey. Uh, um, the, uh, the flyer social media team is, is killing it. I saw during the exhibition game, they had a tweet that was, um, this is the first time in recorded history that nobody yelled shoot during, <laughs> during our power play. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, 10,000 Flyers fans in their living rooms yelling <laughs> shoot at their television all by themselves. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we've got, we've got hockey. Um, we're actually recording this just a little behind the curtain. We're recording this during the Flyers pens exhibition game. So it's currently the second intermission. It is. And the Flyers and the Lightning are not going to be playing each other until the very last game of the Eastern Conference round robin. So we have got some time and we Mm -hmm. will have, I think, a much better idea of what our two teams are going to be looking like by the time we get around to playing each other. So that'll be fun. But Mm -hmm. ahead of that, I think we can talk a little bit about how the Lightning have been getting things together during the training camp um most notably i think it's not really the playoffs unless we're talking about steve stamkos possibly missing time um what's he looking like is it looking like he's going to be ready to go when the games start to count or is that still up in the air Uh, so he's been practicing even though uh initially julian brisbois made it sound like he wouldn't participate at all during training camp um i think he only missed the first full day or maybe the, maybe the first two days. Uh, after that, he was at least coming on for uh, doing uh, special teams practice, working with the power play. Um, so it hasn't been like he hasn't been skating at all, hasn't been on the ice at all. He's, you know, he's been there and, 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 and been working on stuff. Uh, he didn't take part in either one of the scrimmages, um, but uh, it does, and it also doesn't look like he's going to play uh, Wednesday in the exhibition against the Panthers. But it sounds like definitely by the time we actually get to the first real round of, of, of games that he'll be in. And I imagine that he'll probably get at least two or three of the round robin games in as well. That's probably a good thing, right? <laughs> For yeah, you guys, um, can't, can't be bad, right? 
Yeah, it, it's that's kind of the and I think this is the same story for almost every single team, you know, in the league. You know, everybody by March, you're missing someone. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of times it's, you know, that person you're looking at and going, oh, well, you know, maybe if we make it to the second or third round, you know, we'll we'll, we'll get them back in the lineup. But you also kind of go, well, how are they going to get? you know, how well are they going to play when they get back into the lineup? Because everybody else has been playing for three months and, you know, has played for two rounds and, and they're trying to jump into playoff hockey doing that. But, you know, in this case, you know, everybody's, you know, really in the same position of, you know, nobody's been playing, you know, for, you know, for months. And uh, these players that had that kind of long-term, you know, return timeline, uh, have had that time to heal. Um, Jan Ruda being the other, you know, one for the Lightning. He uh, he went out about the same time that Stamkos did, um, mm-hmm. and he had a similar, you know, horizon for his recovery of, you know, probably by the time the first round came around that that he'd be ready to go. And so he's another guy that, you know, was able to take this time and, um, you know, not rush rehab either, yeah. uh, which I think is is something that. Um, Something we don't really think about that, like, for uh, professional athletes, one thing, they're they're in such great shape. They have such good circulatory systems, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, improves their their healing over, you know, the average person. Um, you know, and also add in pain threshold that lets them push through, you know, more than what most people would. And so you see people that, um, you know, if they you know, uh, had a particular injury and we're just a normal person, you know, you're talking about a six month recovery time, mm-hmm. but for a pro athlete, you know, you talk about three months. Uh, so I think for a lot of the players that were in that, that kind of position of having a, you know, what would normally be a two to three month recovery time during the season. Now you've added four months to that and they've been able to, you know, take their time and, and maybe not rush things, maybe not, you know, get it, quote healed but not really fully healed before they're they're back on the ice which mm-hmm. i think is is good for you know, good for the nhl i think it's going to be good for the product that there's not very many uh you know big names that are are missing uh from these playoffs uh just because everybody's had that opportunity to get healthy and you know you just got to hope that during these exhibition games and the round robin and even the play-ins that you know people stay healthy and we continue to get some some good hockey throughout the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely the biggest thing. The the teams that were injured um in March and there were quite a few teams like the Pens had some key injuries um at the time that the pause happened. They've been able to heal up, obviously. Mm-hmm. The the Lightning the did as well. The Avs did, yeah. So that's one good thing. But then there's the other side of it like where the Flyers were which was absolutely rolling um, Mm -hmm. when the pause happened. And then you have to wonder, are they going to be able to pick that right back up? Is that something that only, you know, lightning in a bottle that you can't really, ha, lightning. (laughs) (laughs) You can't really just like pick back up. It's kind of something that builds over time and maybe they won't be able to get it together enough in this kind of condensed schedule. Um, Mm -hmm. How are the lightning looking before playing wise? Uh, they were a little bit up and down. I mean, they had had a really um, slow start to the season. Um, there was very much, uh, you know, hangover from the sweep to Columbus. Uh, a lot of, um, you know, feeling sorry for themselves. And um, even Kevin Shattenkirk came out and talked about that, you know, because like, 
it seemed to me like he was probably getting a little bit pissed off at, at the guys in the locker room, um, you know, be, because of their attitude early in the season. And um, you pair that with Vasilevsky was not playing you know, on top of his game uh, until about mid-December. And then they started, you know, ripping things off and, and, and were really, uh, you know, putting, putting up points and, and, you know, doing all the, all the things that they needed to do to be successful. And I, I think they, they were starting to cool off just a little bit. Um, you know, right before the break, um, you know, they had had, you know, a couple injuries, you know, with Stamkos and Ruta being out, um, you know, that, uh, you know, maybe even deflated the team just a little bit as well. Um, you know, so it, it will be interesting to see, you know, how, uh, how the teams come in and the other, I think the other big thing too, and again, this is, you know, not just a lightning uh, issue, but, you know, across the NHL is that every team has had an opportunity to basically have training camp 2.0. Um, yeah. It's been an opportunity to refresh uh, the system in everybody's heads and, and even maybe make some small adjustments that, you know, when you get that to that late point in the season and the schedule becomes really condensed and practice days become rare that you can't do and you or do as many practices and, even more so when you have guys that come in at the trade deadline and the lightning brought in Blake Coleman and uh, Barkley Goudreau, mm-hmm. uh, as well as Zach Bogosian. And, you know, they probably only got, you know, a couple little chats of, all right, here's how we do it, you know, on, on the chalkboard and one or two practices at best. And, you know, we're right into you know, playing games and trying to, you know, figure out what they were, what they were doing, what they're, you know, where they're supposed to be, what they're supposed to do it, you know, at a particular time. And so I think for, you know, that's been big for those two in particular uh, with training camp of having, you know, this two, three weeks here to to really learn it and get into a habit so that they can come out and perform better than uh, than they had when they initially, um, you know, came over after the trade deadline. Cause both of those guys were were kind of struggling to find find their offensive game. Do you think that Boston being the best team in the East this season. Do you think that that Tampa not getting that crown the way that they seem to do every season? um, Do you think that takes a little bit of pressure off of the team? Or do you think that that's just a fake thing that I made up in my head? Because in my head, I kind of feel like maybe the problem with Tampa is that there's so much pressure and so much expectation on them going into the playoffs that it's like, you know, it's got to be hard to carry all that around. So I wonder if Boston kind of taking off this season and running away with the president's trophy, if that kind of eased up Tampa a little bit. Do you get that feeling at all? I think that's I think that's definitely a possibility. Um, you know, this is a team that knows they're good and expects to be good. Um, and, you know, going back to, to Shattenkirk's comments, you know, one of the things he specifically said was, you know, that the team had this attitude of like, well, last year, you know, those, those shots would have gone in for us. And this year, you know, they're not and feeling sorry for themselves. Um, so I, I think that they've gotten over that, that they've shaken that. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that the fire, uh, is there, but not having, you know, even if, if they don't have the pressure of being, you know, being the number one, being the president's trophy winner, um, I think there's still a lot of internal pressure. I mean, you're talking about a a, a group that, you know, for most of them have been here, uh, you know, since the 2015 you know, cup run. Uh, 
mm-hmm. um, and they've they've had a lot of of playoff time, uh, and you know haven't you know been able to 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 get all the way to the you know to the cup. Um, so I think that the pressure for them is just as much you know internal on themselves you know as it is external. Yeah, I mean it's almost certainly like this is a win now team. Like they're the window is not really opening. It's kind of on the closing side of things. So I guess it's uh gonna be hard to not have any pressure on you, but I think that's you know, you're a professional athlete, so you'll be fine. Um <laughs> one of the things that I think has been kind of fun about this weird format is the expanded roster thing where they got to take some extra guys to Toronto with them. Um I've mentioned it before, but one of the coolest things for me was that the Flyers decided to take Igor Zamula to Toronto with them, even though he had not until this Penguins game played a professional hockey game. Um, but he shows a lot of promise and he has a, a lot of upside. And and though he is probably, unless he plays, you know, lights out over the next couple of exhibition games, um, he's probably not going to get regular playing time, but it's just kind of cool. To, to see that the organization has faith in someone so young that hasn't had a lot of pro experience. Have there been any surprises as far as the extras, the black aces, the guys that are getting to come along that you think might, if they get into a game, make a little bit of noise? Uh, unfortunately not. Um, mm. They, the lightning did bring uh, Alex Barre Boulay uh, okay. into training camp. And that was because they had an extra roster spot for, um, because of Stamkos' injury. Uh, and they also brought um, defenseman Cal Foot into training camp as well. Uh, neither of them ended up making the cut and ended up heading on home, mm-hmm. uh, which I think was pretty much to be expected. Um, when I look at the roster that they brought, there really um, really weren't any surprises. It's pre- it pretty much looks exactly how I expected it to, to look. Um, you know, if I could point, you know, point to a young player that could be a difference maker, um, the two that stand out to me would be um, Mitchell Stevens and Matthew Joseph. Mm-hmm. Um, Stevens uh, was playing quite a bit from December up until the trade deadline uh, on the fourth line. Um, he's not a high offense guy. Like even when he was uh, playing in the OHL, he was you know just barely better than a point per game you know player, but He's a, a real big, uh, you know, two-way uh, uh, forward uh, that has shown really good skill in, in face-offs. And I think that he's probably in position as the 13th, you know, forward, uh, that if anyone goes down, he's, he's probably going to be the first guy to, to enter the lineup uh, for the Lightning. Uh, he also was making a really big um, contributions on the penalty kill, which, mm-hmm. you know, for... For Cooper to to do that with a rookie uh, is not common. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the other one being Matthew Joseph, um, you know, he made the team uh, last year uh, as a second year pro, had a really good uh, rookie season, uh, you know, playing in a bottom six, you know, energy role. He's got a lot of speed. Uh, He can be very disruptive on the four check. He's got decent enough hands, so not you know, not what I'd call high end uh, mm-hmm. offensive skills, but you know certainly uh, the kind of skills that you'd expect from a, a good third line, uh, you know depth scorer. 
Um, unfortunately, he came into this season, and I think he kind of uh, took things for granted um, that you know he had made the NHL and he had stuck all all last year, and that maybe he didn't need to work quite as hard. Uh, and he ended up, you know, finding himself sent back to uh, Syracuse in the AHL, um, you know, a couple months into the season because he wasn't performing at the same level that he he had previously. Um, but you know, it seems like it. He 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 really took it to heart and um, uh, you know really was got motivated by it uh, mm-hmm. and really put himself into uh, improving and and getting back to the kind of player that made him successful in the NHL last year and uh, just in watching the couple of scrimmages I mean granted those aren't full speed those are you know very much preseason type you know, type games that, that they were playing for the scrimmages, but he seemed to, to look a lot better uh, than the last time I saw him in the NHL. So I think he probably um, secured himself, you know, as being the, the 14th forward on the roster. So if you had to pick which team the Tampa Bay Lightning would end up with in the first round, who would you choose? Oh, that's a good question. Um, You know, I'm really, I'm really not sure that it's not something I've, I've given a whole lot of, of thought to. Well, the thing that's wild is like, it could literally be any of them. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we don't know where the top four teams are going to be seated and we don't know who's going to win these play in games. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I can have literally any of these teams except for the three that I'm playing in this round robin. So yeah, who is it going to uh, be? I don't know. Everybody yeah. seems to be saying that they want, um, the Canadians if they upset the Penguins. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had this conversation uh, with Greg from the Caps blog that I feel like if the Canadians upset the Penguins, it's going to be because Carey Price uh, remembered that he could be a lights-out goaltender when yeah. he wanted to be. Yep. And I don't I don't want any part of that. Like if yeah, he, that is, if that he is figures it out, scary... like, I don't... Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Um, but then it's like, I don't know. Like... I was kind when we were in March before heading into the playoffs, like the Flyers might have ended up with the Caps or something. And that was like super attractive to Flyers fans because they'd played so well against them during the season. But now it's like it could be literally anybody in a way that doesn't make any sense. So it is hard. It's hard to choose and it's hard to really know because it's like there's been nothing (laughs) like there's been been no practices there's been no skating there's been no off season there's been like nothing happening so it's it's weird to think about like i don't know yeah well and like the playoffs are always about who gets hot at the right time right and and at least like in a normal playoff you kind of have an idea of who's playing well going into the playoffs yeah and we just don't have that so it literally could be anyone i mean um, you know, even even on that same train of thought with uh, Montreal and Price, um, you know, you could look at the Rangers and go Lundqvist. Lundqvist could decide that he's just like, you know what, this is yeah. the time I got to win a cup. You know, no better time to do it than now, and and just you know, steal a couple games here and there, and uh, you know, get just enough offense and unlikely defense, and you know, in front of him, and 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 be able to string together, you know, a couple series. Yeah. Um, yeah, with everyone starting from a dead stop, it's it's kind of hard to know who you want. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I know that I don't want, I don't think I want Boston and I don't think I want Toronto in the first round. Um, oh, we can't get I... Boston. Duh. Yeah, I don't want Toronto though, just because the offensive firepower that they have is so dangerous. Mm-hmm. Makes me a bit See, nervous. And, I, and, and from my perspective, I feel like, um, I feel like the Lightning play a very similar game to Toronto, mm-hmm. but better. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, especially a better blue line. Uh, I think if you kind of go spot by spot down the roster uh, of forwards, I think that uh, it's a fairly even match. You know, you get like you can get a spot here and a spot there where it's like, OK, it's slight advantage either either direction. But I think mm-hmm. overall, the forwards are, are fairly even. But. I think with the lightning, when you look at, you know, a healthy headman, a healthy McDonough, yeah. you're talking about two guys that on almost every team in the league would be, you know, they're the first defenseman easily, you know, or, or it, at the very least would be on the first pair and on any team in the NHL, um, you know, and then you go from there to Mikhail Sergachev, who, you know, is, is one of the best young you know, defenseman, you know, in, in, in the league today, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, and Kevin Shattenkirk, who's having a resurgent year, um, you know, and, and, you know, Eric Cherniak's been a little bit, you know, on a down year, but, you know, overall the Lightning have a really strong, you know, defensive core, um, you know, with multiple guys that, you know, if they were on another team would be on the first pair. And then you, you know, have a lot of rosters. Then you have Vasilevsky back there. Yep. Which doesn't yeah, hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um he's yeah, this year, I mean, he he, he is Vesna you know, Vesna finalist. Mm-hmm. Um probably a year where he didn't quite deserve it, in my opinion. I yeah. feel like that there were probably a couple of, of uh better options uh to be finalists. But, you know, he's still one of the five or ten best, you know, goalies in the NHL and he's got the playoff experience. Um, you know, he, even you know, going back to his KHL days, you know, he, uh, you know, he went deep in the, in the playoffs there. Um, you played in world championships, played in, you know, junior championships. And, um, so he's, he's definitely got the, the experience to hold it down on, on the backside there. Yeah. I feel like in my mind, the Blue Jackets and the Islanders are kind of the two lowest hanging probably going to come out of the play in teams mm-hmm. um it's because i kind of think both of them are kind of like fraudulent as far, as far as like true talent level goes like i especially the blue jackets mm-hmm. i feel like they if their goalie isn't playing out of his mind i'm not sure that they would be too tough to beat um that said you know a first round flyers penguins it's a classic for a reason. It's always going to be good. <laughs> I wouldn't hate that at all. Um, but I think that with Tampa, like you've said, with both the offensive and defensive power that they have, I'm not sure if I were you, if I would be super worried about any of the teams. Yeah, the ones like that I, worry me the most are teams like uh, the Islanders that play incredibly good defense. Yeah, um, they do do that. Carolina that is really good at possessing the puck and keeping it away uh, from the other team. Uh, yeah, I don't Washington and Boston with their you know physicality more so Washington than than Boston in my opinion. Um, I mean the Lightning have have done really well against you know Boston. Uh, I feel like 
I feel like Boston's a really top heavy team. Mm-hmm. And so if you For can sure. shut down, you know, if you can shut down Pasta, Bergeron and Ratface, mm-hmm. uh, then <laughs> yeah. you know, you're you're, you're generally going to be fine. Uh, you know, as long as your second line isn't, you know, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like I go back to, um, you know, a couple of years ago when they played in the, the second round, um, you know, Lightning were the home, you know, had home ice advantage. And the first two games, uh, they put out uh, Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov. And don't remember who was the other person on that line. It may have been, may have been Kalorn, but I, I don't remember. Uh, mm-hmm. But they put them out against the Bergeron line um, and just completely wrecked them. Uh, you were scoring on them, were keeping them from scoring, and just you know, just completely shut them down. And that let Stamkos um, you know, be able to to do his stuff as well as you know, the third and fourth lines you know, contributing. So then when the series went back to Boston for game three, you know, the point line goes out there and they send out the Krejci line. I was like, ooh, this is going to be interesting. And... <laughs> Like Lightning scored two goals on the first three or four shifts against them, and Bergeron line was forced to go back to playing against Point because they they were just you know if they left Krejci there he was just gonna get feasted upon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think with you know with with Boston that's that's what you got to do is you got to force them to play their best line against your best line. Yeah. Um, and and you know then you have a lot easier time trying to take on on the rest of their forward lineup. Do you expect there to be any shakeups as far as lineups or line combinations go? Have they been doing anything crazy in practice so far? It seems like the Flyers have pretty much put back together the lines that were playing well at the stoppage. So um, it seems like that's what they're going to go with, which I guess is, you know, solid plan. Um, have the Lightning been doing anything crazy or does it all kind of seem to be in the place it was before? Uh, defense is definitely where it was. Um, it's Sergachev, Shattenkirk, McDonough, Chernyak, and then uh, I expect it to be Hedman, Ruda. Um, and, but the forward lines, um, Cooper's been changing it up a little bit. Um, and I think part of it is that he's trying to figure out where to fit Goodrow and Coleman. Um, you know, they both only had, I think it was eight or nine games uh, to play. Uh, and they kind of moved around a little bit. Uh, through throughout the lineup, and so I think Cooper was still trying to figure out, you know, where to where to slot those guys in. So he's he has played around with things a little bit, but one thing that Cooper really likes to do is determine pairs of forwards and keep them together. Mm. So uh, you know, that's so that's been a lot of like Point and Kucherov or you know stay together, and Kalorn and Sorelli and you know have stayed together, and Paquette and Maroon have stayed together. Um, and then he'll mix and match a little bit more and, you know, move players around, uh, you know, as situations dictate. But it's rare, rare that he ever just does like a full, all right, just shake everything up and it's just three completely new lines. Yeah. You know, uh, because things aren't going well. It's it's usually just, a, you know, uh, shift a couple guys around and, and try and find something. And he's also shown he's not afraid to go for the nuclear line like, you know they were they were talking about about this uh, I guess about a week ago with Toronto where they were talking about the quote all star line of yeah. you know Matthews Tavares and Marner and I was like huh I wonder if anyone else has thought of doing that <laughs> oh wait Stamkos Point and Kucherov yeah. right yeah putting all your <laughs> best players together what an absolutely groundbreaking idea 
<laughs> so, like like I said earlier, by the time we get around to this game, this Tampa game, it's going to be the final one for us um, in the round robin. What are you hoping has happened for the Lightning by the time we get to this point? Like, are you really, really hoping that they go like balls to the wall and really try to get that top seed or are you kind of hoping that they are just going to use these games to figure things out? Uh, number one uh, is stay healthy. Yeah. That's for sure. yes. Priority number one. Yeah. Um, Cause if you don't, if, if you don't stay healthy, it doesn't matter if you're the first seed, in my opinion, uh, you gotta, you gotta keep your guys on the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, but priority number two is just going to be, play sound hockey, you know, whether you get the results or not. I, I just want to see that they're playing their system the right way, that they're not making crazy passes, that they're, you know, taking their shots, that they're not doing, you know, anything stupid and giving up, you know, odd man rushes every other shift. Um, you know, just just want to see them playing solid hockey um, and, you know, not really be overly worried about we have to win all three games and be the yeah. number one seed. Um, you know, I think it's, it's not quite, it's not quite as important to have home ice, right? Yeah, <laughs> you're all on the same ice, so exactly. the only thing that that's going to get you is, you know, being able to um, control the the you know line matching, you know, for an extra game during a series, mm-hmm. you know, if you and that's if you make it to seven games. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's definitely not as important. I'm kind of hoping that the Flyers use it to figure out like an optimal lineup and the best way to, to skate against, you know, each individual team, like kind of being able to, I want to make sure that, you know, the coaching staff is figuring out how to beat each particular team since they're all different. And I want to see them making adjustments to lines if they're not working or D pairs or switching in and out players. If something's not working, like that's kind of what I'm hoping to see is that, um, not as much focus on winning. Like, obviously, they're going to try to win. Like, they're professional athletes. They're going to want to win these games. But more of, like, a getting the chess pieces in order for mm-hmm. the actual playoffs. So that's kind of hoping where I th- both of our teams are, I think, by the time yeah. we get to this last Ron Robin game. And I think the other thing I'm, I'm interested to see for, um, you know, for a lot of these teams is how much they end up playing their backup goaltender. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think for the Lightning, they're in kind of an interesting position with, you know, Curtis McElhaney being the obvious backup. Um, and, you know, he's an older guy. He's 35, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's you know, played a lot of games in the NHL, most of them, you know, as a backup. Um, so he's used to coming in cold. Um, so I think that for him, and he's a, he made some comments, you know, along these lines that, you know, getting a lot of playing time isn't as important for him. So uh, I'm wondering if, you know, you know, in the Lightning's case, if they'll just play Vasilevsky, you know, all, give him all the minutes over, you know, the exhibition game and the three round robins and, you know, give him the best opportunity to, to get in a rhythm or if they'll find at least a little bit of time for McElhaney in there. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. The goaltending thing is interesting because I do feel like goaltenders have to play their way through any kind of messiness that they're experiencing but there's just not a lot of time so like how long if your number one goaltender is like absolutely shitting the bed like how long do you let that go on before you call in the backup 
because, you know, somebody's got to be good by the time you get to the first round of the playoffs. So it's going to be. Yeah. And interesting. In Cooper's case, he uh, gives goaltenders a very, very long leash. It is really, really rare for him to pull a goaltender, Mm. Um, which, yes, like I think even even more so than than most, you know, most coaches in in the NHL. Like it just seems like he never, uh, you know, just never wants to pull a goaltender out. It's just like, oh, you started. You're you're just going to finish it. Yeah, it's your game. It doesn't matter if it's 10 nothing. You're going to be there at the last turn, which I kind of like, honestly, because like I said, like that. I feel like whenever a goalie isn't playing well, it's almost never a physical problem. It's all mental with those guys, and you really do just have to let them work through it. So if the game's already lost, like, why not mm-hmm. just, you know, let them see what happens? Yeah, yeah and there may be know. something to that, too, of just, like, letting them work it out instead of yeah. maybe letting it fester to uh, the next game. But who the hell knows, right? Because everything is weird. and Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna, we're all going to be figuring this out as we go, I think. So mm-hmm. the final thing that I will ask you, which is like super fun at this point because there's literally zero information. Final score of this game. Where's it going to end up? 3-2 uh, Lightning. 3-2 Lightning, okay. It'll be a close one. Yeah, I've been taking the approach that by the time we get to these last couple of round-robin games, I think that the teams are going to start to have like tightening things up and playing mm-hmm. the kind of like sound defensive playoff hockey that coaches love so much. Yeah. I um, won't be surprised to see some really high scoring games here over the next week. Yeah. I think at the start, things are going to be a lot more wide open and a lot looser and a lot messier as the teams are figuring things out. But I think by the time we get to the end of the tournament, um, it's going to be a lot tighter. So I'm, I'm kind of, on the same page with you, but I'm going to go for two flyers. Ooh, thinking an empty netter in there. I think so. And, <laughs> and four is, four is a lot, but you know, you never know. You never know. Game Absolutely. No reason for me to think that's going to happen, <laughs> but I'm going <laughs> with it anyway. <laughs> if it ends up happening, I look really smart. Well, Hey, I mean, you know, the, there's always the possibility that the lightning go into that two nothing and, and the Flyers 0-2, and the game doesn't matter. And yeah, right. Like, they just play a bunch of their their black aces, you know. Like I was I was thinking about that of if if things fall correctly, you could have a team where the uh, going into the last uh, last game, if they're 2-0 and the other games have fallen right, that last game could not matter because even if they're 2-1, that they have the yeah. tiebreaker over you know, whoever else would be 2-1. Right. Yeah. You know, so huh. that might be a good opportunity to get some of the uh, uh, the extras that you've brought in and let them get a little bit of time and, and rest a couple of your your bigger guys to, hmm. uh, Which could, to get ready. Which could be a lot of fun. That could actually be a lot of fun um, if the game ends up being meaningless. So we just get a bunch of like kids and backups, see what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in that case, it could end up being like 7-5 or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a bunch of nobodies. Um, yeah, okay, so I think that's all I have. This was super great. Thank you so much for doing this with me. It was fun and weird because everything's weird, but I think, I think that this is going to be based off this just about entire exhibition game that I've watched here today. I'm feeling really good about how this is going to go. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. 
it's good to have real live hockey back on my TV. It's outstanding. It feels really good. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Gio. Everybody, if you want to learn a little bit about the Tampa Bay Lightning ahead of this game, you should, of course, go to Raw Charge and check out their site, their podcast. Excellent work, as always. Actually, really, you guys are one of my favorite ones. I really like the game coverage and stuff that you guys do. It's usually really good. Nice combo of like, yeah, nice combo of like narrative and stats, which is the Mm -hmm. best way to go about it, I think. So, yeah, everyone should check that out. Gio, thank you so much. I hope that you enjoy all of these crazy playoffs and that they're a lot of fun. And perhaps we will talk again if the Flyers and the Lightning meet up in one of the later rounds. You got it. I would be happy for that to happen. All right, cool. Everybody, enjoy. Go Flyers.